0: We're going to do our Encounter with God section right now. Um, If you have been following on this week, we have been in Isaiah chapter 6. And yeah, just kind of talking about God calling Isaiah, um, Isaiah's response, how that kind of situation all takes place. This is a 20 million movement Bible study. So all around the world, people are studying kind of the same thing during the same week. So we're glad that you can join us as well. We are going to continue on. So as I said, we're in Isaiah chapter 6. Uh, do one of you guys want to read Isaiah 6 verse, maybe we get up to? 9.
1: We're reading from, uh, we're reading 9 to 13 today.
0: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh,
1: verse 9 says, uh, and he said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of the people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. Then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant. The houses are without a man, the land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land, and yet a tenth will be in it, and will return and be for consuming, as a terebinth tree or as an oak, whose stump remains when it is cut down, so the holy seed shall be its stump."
0: Nice. What do you guys think that's talking about? Mm. <laughs> it's interesting. Hey, I just, I just, I have lots of questions about it.
1: It's not a nice message.
0: No, no. <laughs> it's not going to win you any um, no. favorites, like any favors.
2: Yeah, and even the fact that you know, as I was like, "Yep, okay, send me." At the beginning, he's yeah. like, "You know, as we're talking about <laughs> in the last couple of days." Whoa, hang on, I shouldn't be here. I can't do this. Don't use, don't use me, Lord. Uh-huh. And then God's like, "Well." you're right, but I can forgive your sins, I can make you new, I can speak through you, who's going to go? And he's like, all right, send me now. And then the message from God is go and tell the people, keep on hearing, but don't understand. I would imagine God more being like, no, go tell them, you need to understand, you need to hear, you need to see, you need to have a deeper understanding. God's like, no, you won't, don't. (laughs) Don't perceive, make the heart dull, their eyes heavy, shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear, and return and be healed. Mm. That's a very interesting message. I'd
1: like to see Isaiah's response where he's just volunteered. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Send me. Come on. Uh-huh. And then God's like, yeah, no, this is the message. Isaiah's like, so like oh, how uh, <laughs> uh, um,
0: <laughs> about that?
1: <laughs> that's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah,
0: And it's, it is interesting, right? Because we actually see this come up a couple of times, like this idea of God being like, no, he's... And I'm curious about that. Why is it like, no, no it's not time for you to return and be healed. Like, that mm. doesn't make sense to me. There'd be a reason for it. And, like, seeing as we're just in the Old Testament, if we pop across to Ezekiel, I want to say Ezekiel 2 or 3. I know it's pretty early on. You know you just kind of know roughly in your head where it should <laughs> yeah. look? And then when you get another Bible, it's not there. That's why I can't get a new Bible. I'll never know Absolutely. where anything is. Um, It's not even the right book or the Bible. So in, in Ezekiel 2 verse, I'm going to say, um, I'm just going to read from 2. So it says, so Ezekiel 2 verse 2, Then the Spirit entered me when I when he spoke to me, Sent set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. He said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. For they are impudent and stubborn children. I am sending you to them and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words. though briars and thorns are with you and you dwell among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words or dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. I find Mm. it interesting that, I mean, this is just one other prophet, but God often gives a message that it's, he kind of gives them prep. He's like, the people don't want to hear it. Yeah. Good luck. Just so you know, (laughs) you're walking into a place that people don't want to listen. You know, like, if someone said that to me, I remember, so I did like six months of Bible work and then I did another six months. And,. I think that was the first time I'd ever started to read through Ezekiel. I remember reading just, just the starting parts of this book. And I just, like, had this impression. I was like, if someone came to me and were like, hey, men just so you know, it does not matter who you speak to. They're all not going to listen. Mm. That'd be really discouraging <laughs> to me. Like, it just would be. Yeah. Um, And because, like, kind of God goes on to explain that a little bit. He's like, yeah, they will harden their hearts. But... The fact that he goes is still important for you to go. Yes. So this is what I'm curious about with Isaiah. He's like, no, no, I have the message for you, but I'll harden their hearts to not hear. Mm. And I'm like, is like, I don't, I actually don't know. Yeah. Like to yep. me, it's just interesting. Yeah. And kind of confusing.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if it comes down to like you were saying before, like this isn't the right time. Like they need, and sometimes I don't know, like if we're failing in a relationship with God, and it's just like, oh, we don't yeah is it is it that it needed to get really bad for them to realize how much they needed god if it's like they're lukewarm they're like yeah we kind of need him we kind of you know we kind of do we kind of don't we're just in this lukewarm relationship but god's like no they're not going to get it until it's really bad like until their hearts are really hardened and then and gets down to the end but you know a tenth will remain and then the holy seed shall come from its stump like
0: yeah i don't know yeah hold that thought so we just have bruce on the phone bruce are you with us Yep. What what yep. thoughts would you like to add?
3: Well, what I'm thinking about, you know, how it talks about the eyes and the ears. Yes. Well, when you read the Bible, you know, we use our eyes, we read it, and we then do. we speak it, you know, and so we hear it with our ears. So, it's, so to me, it's it's talking about the Bible, and the Bible is God's word, talking about Jesus, and and basically, so often we read and we preach. But we don't do you know we're hypocrites and i think that's what god is actually saying and and another and another thing too you think about it when you have a conversation with somebody and you're talking so often person says something and then we go off on on our idea of what they're saying you know true and so we we're, we're not really listening to what they're saying then you know we're we actually want to answer them and, and finish the conversation or whatever. And I think that's the same as us and God. So often we're, we're doing our own thing, what we think God wants, you know, instead of being still and knowing, really getting to know, God, what really do you want, you know? And that's what the word's about. And that's what these people, they're worshipping the idols. They think they're doing the right thing and whatever, when really they're not listening to God, you know? And this is the danger that we have. And just like Paul said, in Philippians without working out your own salvation with fear and trembling mm. or it's God which work is in you both to will and to do so you know our danger is self and, and self-righteousness and listening our own ideas and not dying to self being open to God and really learning to listen
0: absolutely that was an awesome thought to share Bruce thanks for that um I think um, that, yeah, no, Bruce just raised some really, really valid points, right? Like, we can just have really hard hearts and we're just not, yeah, we're not kind of willing to listen to what God is kind of trying to do in our lives. And as he was speaking, it reminded me of a verse in Isaiah later in the book, um, in chapter 30, verse 18, which I might need to come back to if I don't have time. But it basically says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And yeah, we know that he doesn't want anyone to perish.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't actually know what that looks like, but I'll just continue on this with this verse. So yeah, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you; therefore, he will be exalted that you that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait on him. And I think I think it's Isaiah Jeremiah at the very end of of the book somewhere. It talks about like um as Bruce just mentioned, you know, Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We know that this was also a time culturally speaking where they were still praying to God. Mm. Like they were still going, Yep, every day we're gonna come, we're gonna do the things And I don't know if it would have just been a situation where I don't know. Can it be worse if, like, you're consistently getting new light, but you're doing nothing with the light you have already received? Mm. Is it like God being like, I, c- "I can't give you more because you're not going to understand your need for me until well, it gets to this point"?
1: It's His attitude towards us as well. Like, we're um, in the Church of Laodicea now. Mm. So we are lukewarm, uh, and He'll spit us out. Like we, yeah. are, and I'm seeing this in um, in verse ten, like Bruce was saying, where we're h- hearing it and seeing it. Um and we we might even be you know we're we're entrenched in this lifestyle, but we're not really receiving god's grace, yeah because of like we're we're kind of just numb to it, like we've made our hearts duller um our ears are heavy, and we've shut our eyes, we're looking like we're absorbing this message, but now we're just sort of not living it the way that we should be, yeah, and i I feel like that's the church that we or that's the that's the people that he might be talking about.
0: That's a really good point. No, hundred percent, right? Like I can know intellectually. Oh, what was I reading? I was just reading this for my devotions. Mm, this is a thought. Does the thought connect as well as I think it will?
2: Please hold the line. <laughs> while the <laughs> a thought.
0: We will in fact find out. It may not. It's talking. So I'm reading Galatians, and he wrote, "Where did? Oh man, I was reading it last night." So chapter five, I was just, I'm just going to read your whole section. You guys can just come along my devotions with me. Um, so it says, verse one, it's like, uh, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ made us free. Do not be again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Da, 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 da. Verse four, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified the law, you have fallen from grace. Um, for we through the spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. I don't know that that's exactly what I was looking for. But let's just continue on with my thought.
1: The thought was there. The
0: thought was there. But I think this idea of, yeah, you have been attempted to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. I remember someone um, pointing out to me, well, oh, a little while ago, we we're just talking about life stuff, you know, and we we're talking about the times when you kind of just make a really poor decision that you're like, how did I, how was that the choice I made? What? And this person just said to me, they're like, you know what, I don't think it was a good thing that you had those experiences, but would you actually have known your need had you not, Yeah. right? Mm. Because it was like as long as I'm going, but I'm doing the right things as much as I'm capable, I don't see how much I need that saving, how much I need grace. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I just wonder if like kind of – look, in my head this connects. I don't know if this is exactly where you're going, but the tangent I went down was as you were talking about how – you know, we're in the state of Latestia and it's like the heart of the people were dull. Like we can have stuff coming at us. But it, until we go, oh, this, this message is for me. Oh, man, this is God trying to save me. Oh, I'm I'm the thing that needs sorting out. Not your life. Not those Gentiles. Not those other, who you know, whoever the thing is that we want to point at. But they, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's a work of grace that we can really easily miss when we know enough about God. But we're not knowing God, mm. Mm. does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Hopefully. good thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's and what
2: kind of comes to my mind as well is is this whole idea of like we find what we're looking for, and so Ooh. often it's just like oh well if i don't if I'm not looking for this particular thing, I'm not really going to see it. And, it's and you know, you think about it on a really basic level, like when you're just interested in researching a particular thing, you'll see it everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you'll
2: miss it every other time. Um, and I'm just thinking here, like if, if people are like, no, no, I've, I've got God. We're good. We do the sacrifices. <laughs> like we go to church, whatever, yeah. um, whatever time period you're living in. It's like, yeah, I'm sweet. But then realizing actually, no, I'm not. I actually really need God and I actually really need to search for him. And when mm. we're then searching for him, then we really find what we'll... And God's like, look, look for me. If you look mm. for me with all your heart, you will find me. Absolutely. But we've got to do that searching process, I guess. Yeah. Um, and in, in order to search for things, we need to realize we actually look... We need to look for something.
0: Mm. Mm. And I think... I mean, see as in Isaiah. There's a, another verse somewhere, which I don't know where it is. And I believe it's about King Hezekiah, which if you know the story... um. He was a king who was going to die, and then he was like, no, please don't actually let that happen. That is not what I would love. I have been faithful to you, God. And, and God kind of hears his prayer. He's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm going to give you this much more time. Um, so he does that. Ah, I can't find this verse. Oh, here we go. Um, this is chapter 38, verse 20, and it just says, the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed in- instruments all the days of our life in the house of our Lord. Like this is, this is a God who's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here, and as you just said, Carly, like if we're willing to seek God, He's like, come, come find me. Like I'm not hiding, I'm not the kid who's like hiding behind like something, being like, they'll never know I'm here. He's mm. like, I'm, 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 I'm here. <laughs> just you're looking nowhere in the right direction. Just turn around, and I'll just, I'm just here. I'm chilling. I'm ready. I know, I just think it's interesting that we have this, this is the God, like this is the heart of the God that we serve. Yeah, that's what he
2: wants to do, Mm. be found. Mm. (laughs) It's not a
0: big trick. It's not like, oh, he's somewhere in
2: the universe, good luck. (laughs) He's like, no, (laughs) I'm literally (laughs) right here with you. And Jesus was like, hey, I'm leaving, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit. We want to be with you the whole time.
1: You're going to have grace if you want it there. Yes. Yeah. Mm.
0: Do you have any any thoughts you want to share, Mitch?
1: In... Well, I'm, I'm back in Isaiah 6 again.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. I just keep jumping around. Sorry about that. <laughs> from,
1: <laughs> from verse 11, mm. um, we can start to see what happens when the invitation is not accepted. Yeah. And I don't think that's just a... Um, I don't think that's just a... a, a oh, How to say this? Um, I don't think that that's just what Isaiah is saying. Preach this message and this will happen. I think that's like a a prophecy as well. If yeah. people don't accept, if people don't stop being lukewarm, if people don't accept this gift of grace, and if they don't listen to these words that I'm saying, this will happen. And that's what's going to end up here. We have, um, you know, a tenth left of people, of, of believers left behind will have um, the seed shall be its stump. Like the foundation of what that tree used to be. I'm not sure. I'm just...
0: No, no, this is a good thought. Continue on.
1: Oh, that's about what the thought runs <laughs> out. That's okay. But yeah.
0: I think that's a good point though, right? Absolutely. Oh, I just had a thought. I lost it. Get it back. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. Why This, I think, can be conditional based on the people's response. Mm. Like God is never going to force our hand, but everything is it really our disposal, like, mm. like, but you have to be willing to accept what God is trying to do in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Because so often we see that in the Old Testament, right? Like when they go into captivity. Now, there there are very specific time prophecies as well. We know this. But I don't know. We're talking in the car on the radio. God knows everything, right? Mm. That doesn't mean he decides that it has to happen. But I think he just knows what the people are going to do. But at any point, they could actually turn and repent and change and come to him. But he's like, I I know you won't until we get to this point. Mm. And I'm telling you now so that when you look back and go, "Huh," God did in fact tell us, he can be trusted. Yeah, fully, hey. It gives you an evidence then for faith, not Mm. just a, oh, we should probably believe in a God that we don't really know for whatever reason. Yep.
2: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively
1: different.
0: Carly, alright. So like I am
2: just you're ready for action. Well, I, I just I'm ready to share what yes, what I what I read and chat about. Um, it's just interesting where Isaiah. So he hears this message from the Lord, which he then needs to share, and he it's it's kind. Look, it's not super positive. It's like hearts will be hardened, eyes will be closed, ears will be closed, and then Isaiah's response, I think, is what a lot of us would respond with in verse eleven of chapter six, where he says, "Then I said, Lord, how long?" Yeah. If this is going to happen, okay, I can't change that. You've said your word, your word is true, but how long is this actually going to take place for? And then he answered and then as Mitchell shared before, those verses and then there will be a stump that remains and and the holy seed shall be its stump. But what I would love to share with us now is in 2nd Peter because we we humans <laughs> live in this this idea of time, right? Everything that we know has a beginning and an end. Mm. And I, I we could just go on so many tangents about time and, and how God sees time and and him being outside of it and, and whatnot. But I really like what, what's shared in Peter where it says in Second Peter chapter two sorry, chapter three, verse eight. It says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. You can kind of imagine this is like a response to, but how long, Lord? <laughs> when are you coming back? <laughs> And then in verse nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, Mm. but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I just love that idea that when we do experience, because we will all experience hard times in our life. And and I'm sure many of us have asked that question, how long, Lord, like you said you were with me, you said you would help me, but how long am I going through this, whatever this is, experience? And God's just like, yeah, look, look, my time. My time. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. time. I'm not slack. I am coming back, mm. but in the meantime, and I love, I love that there's also the meantime. It's not like yeah, I'll come back one day. All the best for you know. Catch you later. But it's like, no, actually, I'm I'm with you now. I'm coming back and I will mm. bring you to heaven one day. But in the meantime, I'm actually here with you yeah. and I'm present in whatever your experience is, whether you're scared about an invading nation coming like these guys were back in the day or whether you're scared about work or your job situation or your family situation or whatever it is that you're dealing with. God's saying, hey, I am present. I am with you. I see. You might not see, but I see you mm. and I care about you. Come into a relationship with me. Bring whatever that experience is that you're struggling with, bring that to me, and then let's go through it together. That's and I just awesome. think that's beautiful.
0: There's someone, I was listening to a sermon a couple of years ago, and you've just reminded me of it. So we know um, the Bible says that God is the Alpha and Omega, so the beginning and the end. And this person was saying, you know, but I, I really wanted to know, well, well, what's the in between bit called? Mm-hmm. And you just remember when you say it in the meantime. So there's the Alpha, beginning, Omega, the end, the middle bit, That that Greek word is called the mesos. <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds like a mess. This is so like reality.
3: <laughs> so uh, anyway, the
0: whole segment was pretty much about that, just like that in-between time. Um, but that's a good point, hey. And I I think it's really important that we, we look at these passages remembering that that is who God is. Does that make sense? Because mm, yep. it's like if I just take it out and go, ooh, God actually just wants to condemn people. Mm, Does he? Let's just put it all, let's line up all those fence posts and the things that stick out, they're not the ones that we base our picture of who God is on. Mm. Let's see what the fence is at and then go, ah, okay, God doesn't want anyone to perish. Oh, God is a promise keeper. Oh, God is constantly, you know, Mm. this is that God yeah does that make sense yeah mm. yeah fully
2: and the the image that comes to me is like you know if you're going camping and there's a small child and there's a fire you know you've probably yeah. heard this before there's the fire and, and the kid comes up to the fire and you're like mate no you don't go near the fire if the kid only sees that picture of that adult they're like whoa that person doesn't love me that person doesn't so care bossy. about me they're so bossy mm. they just no fun at all <laughs> but when you stand back and you see that situation you're like no that person actually you know what probably cares more about you than the adults that said nothing to you mm. because that person saw you coming to a dangerous situation yes. and called you out and was like, no, don't go near that fire, as opposed to another adult going, oh, the kid's going to go near the fire. They're going to get burnt. Mm. Hmm. Let's just see it happen.
3: You know, yeah. but the kid
2: looking back is like, that adult doesn't like me. That adult that stayed quiet. Oh, they're great. They're fun. Mm. But it's like, no, no, the one that spoke is the one that cared. Mm. Yeah. And I think in the, in the Bible, we see so many instances of God speaking and sounding like hectic rebuke and, the, you know, judgment and, and whatever. But when we look at it through the lens of, yeah, but why? Like he's mm-hmm. saying before me, like, why, why is he saying this? What's the purpose behind that? Oh, okay, big picture because this is the redemption that mm. he wants to see
1: take place. Yeah, there's countless times during the Bible that um, that is written, do not be upset with the father that disciplines his child yeah. for he does it out of love.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And it shows that he is the father cuz he can call out exactly. on that. Yeah, yeah. There's that relationship there.
0: Mm. Mm. And there's a passage I don't is it Ezekiel where he's just like, just turn and live. Man, I want you to live. And as the person who encourages you towards those choices, sometimes it's actually not not that fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone's like, "This thing's killing you," and you're like, "No, no, it's it seems alright." Just currently, you know, like yeah. <laughs> actually on oh, what day did we come back this year? Tuesday. So our first day back was Tuesday. I had Harley and Eliza on the show with me, and they were sharing a story about a man whose name I cannot remember. Who he is now? He's a celebrity. He's been sober for thirty or forty years, and you know, and he put up a thing just kind of as a man, Anthony Hopkins, 45 years sober, how good is that? Mm. Uh, and he, he shared this little message and um, it was beautiful, but he was just saying he remembers um, having to basically go, do I want to die or do I want to live? Then I need wow. to, you know, and that, like that's huge. And I could go, oh, but I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, but there are things in my life which I think you've mentioned before, Carly, we are always choosing one direction or another mm. whether it's spiraling up or spiraling, spiraling down. Wait, why am I telling you this? There was a reason. because You've got to make that decision. Yes, and because God is like, I want you to live. As you were saying, Mitch, Mm. he's the father who's just like, I actually want you to choose the option where you survive and thrive, Mm. not the one where you're comfortable and it fully leads to your death.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we see that, I think, in the New Testament as well, where Jesus, you know, he has some pretty hard conversations with people. And I think, and last night, I think, me and you were talking about this idea. Yeah, but what's, what tone was, the Bible doesn't have tone, right? (laughs) We just wish we could see and smell and and hear the Uh Bible, right? And so we can read some passages that are pretty hectic rebukes. Yeah, But like, yeah, but was he saying them with tears in his eyes? Mm. It's like, no, but guys, this is what you are. Yes, And I'm calling you into a different kind of life. You know, John the Baptist was saying some pretty hectic things and Jesus is saying some pretty hectic things. But it's like, yes, but why? Why were they saying that? Because they're calling them to live life, a better version of life. Mm. Um, than what they were currently experiencing, and I think that's what God's, you know, calling us to as well. Whether we actually hear or whether we see, um, as Bruce was saying, when we actually read the Bible and we're, tra- you know, we're reading God's word and we're hearing God's word, what does that do to our heart?
0: Yeah. And a question that we're going to leave you guys with: you can just have a little think for the day. Um, in your own experience with God, have you ever felt a hardening of your heart to the Holy Spirit um, or a drawing to God? Um, what caused it? Um, what? How did you respond to it? Um, I think sometimes we need to have those conversations with ourselves. It's like, if I'm getting really honest, when I know God's speaking, do I go, yeah, 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 I'll deal with this later? Or do we go, yes, God, like, please change my heart?
2: You're listening to The Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, Carly, what's our question? Alrighty, so we thought we'd continue on with a little bit of uh, the thing that we were traveling with before. What are some of the responses that people have had to the Holy Spirit speaking in their life, and what was the result? Mm. That's the, the question that we're, we're dwelling on for a bit.
0: It is. We decided that uh, there's one character, particularly there's many, many characters, but mm. old mate Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. He has a bit of a story. Um, do you guys want to fill us in a little bit on the context?
1: Well, Nebuchadnezzar was a, a king in Israel who had a bit of a Babylon. 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 That's my bad.
2: Similar time period. Yeah.
1: <laughs> same. Same book it came from. So. Uh, king in Babylon. Uh, he had a, a very rocky story. You know, he was involved with Daniel, who took him on a bit of a ride. Uh, he mm-hmm. had the the golden statue of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah um but the, t- the story that we're going to talk about is one in in which case he said no yeah he, he said no to uh to god essentially and then spent the next seven years essentially as a wild beast yeah he ate grass and just sort of chilled outside the city yeah he just god took his mind from him took his sanity
0: And so the stories that um, Mitch is referring to, so in Daniel chapter 2, you have the story of the dream. He has this dream he doesn't understand. He calls his wise men and they don't get it. Daniel, who has been given a gift of understanding by God, comes in, explains the dream to him. He gets to the end of that story and goes, oh, yes, this God is the God of gods. Fast forward a bit in time, he creates this statue of him, which kind of replicates the statue that he has in his dream, Mm. which he has decided you know, that God is in fact God because he's revealed the dream. He goes, no, 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 actually... I think the kingdom is mine, creates this gold thing, says everyone must bow down. If you don't, we'll kill you. These three boys do not. Shadrach, so Meshach, and Abednego, if you have heard their names. Throws them in the fire. They don't die. In fact, there's another figure who appears with them. Um, they get out. They're not burned. Again, he kind of bows down, worships God. So he isn't completely ignorant to the fact that there is a power that is far higher than him. Then we come to chapter four, which is this story. Um, do you want to keep talking, Carly? Tell, um, yeah Tell us more. So
2: essentially, yeah, he's, he's all proud again. And Daniel's like, hey, you really need to understand. Mm. Turn back to God. Turn your heart back to God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, essentially, you will become a beast. Yeah. Which we read that. We're like, what? How does this work? But. He has this opportunity to change. I think, was it a year yeah. that he had to change to, to realize his place in the planet and God's place as king of the universe? And he goes, no, you know what? I am amazing. Look what I've done. Mm. And as a result of his pride, he ends up becoming a beast for seven years? Yes. Yeah. And it's just really interesting how um, God is just a God of grace. He's not a God who takes away all consequences because still Nebuchadnezzar still had to deal with the consequence of his decision but God was a God of grace. God kept his kingdom for him yeah. so that when he had gone through this time period and he turned back to God, and in the end, Nebuchadnezzar praised God. He says, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation, and he responds to the Holy Spirit. And there's that prayer, I guess, that we can pray ourselves in Psalms chapter 51, verse 10, where it says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit Within me. And Nebuchadnezzar gets to this point where he's like, God, you know what? I was wrong. Mm. You're right. Create me as a new creation. And he comes back in human form, which is awesome. And God's grace through that.
1: Uh, Thanks
3: for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.